Afro Tales Podcast is a part of the Connected Podcast Network. Ahoy, my friends. Welcome aboard the Afro Tales Podcast. I'm your storyteller, Aman Mazinga. Join me as we explore the tales that grew from the people of indigenous and African descent in the Americas and the Caribbean. After, come and see me, chef, who will impart upon you a recipe for the story you have just heard. So with no further ado, let us set sail on this new age of exploration. Chapter 3, The Vanishing Bride Shortly before the arrival of the Spaniards, Viracocha betook himself to Cusco, where he met with Inca Winacapic, and he said to him, My son, let us go to Titicaca. There I will reveal to you who and what I am. When they got there, he spoke again. Inca, summon your people, that we may send forth to the underworld all the magicians and all those who are wise. He spoke, and at once the Inca gave out the command. Then his people arrived, some saying, I am created of the condor. The other saying, I am created of the hawk. Still others saying, I fly like the swallow. Then Viracocha gave them this order. Go to the underwear. Say to my father, your son has sent me. Let me have one of his sisters. This then is what you must say, he commanded. Then he who was created of the swallow, together with the other created beings, set out for the underworld to return in five days. Now it was he, the swallow man, who got there first. And when he arrived and had delivered his message, he was given a small chest together with the following command. Do not open this. The Lord, when himself, must open it first. He was ordered. But while this man was carrying the chest, and when he had nearly reached Cusco, he thought to himself, I will see what it really is. Then he opened it, and there before him was a lady, very delicate and pretty. Her hair was wavy. It was like gold. She wore a splendid garment. And as she lay in the chest, she was very small. But the moment he saw her, she vanished. Then he arrived in Cusco, very troubled. And when Akapek said to him, Were you not created of the swallow, I would have killed you at once. Turn around. Go back. Then he went back to the underworld and brought her forth again. Along the way, as he was bringing her, Whenever he felt hungry and thirsty, he would merely speak the word and at once a table would be spread out before him and a place to sleep. And so he delivered her in just five days. And when he arrived with her, Veracocha and the Inca received her with great joy. But before the chest was opened, Veracocha spoke out, crying, Inca! We will leave this world. And he pointed, saying, 
I will go to this land. And he pointed again saying, you and my sister will go to that land. You and I will never see another again. Then they opened the chest. The moment they opened it, the earth was aglow. Then Inca Winokapek uttered these words. Never will I return from this place. Only here I will live with my sun maiden, my queen. Then to one of his vassals and kinsmen, he gave this command. You... Go in my palace and say, I am Winokapek, now return to Cusco. And in that moment, he and his bride disappeared, and so did Viracocha. Then sometime later, when the supposed Winokapek was dead, his successors began quarreling among themselves. They fought over who would be ruler, each saying, I am first. And it was then that the Spaniards arrived in Camarca. Chapter 4 A Message in Black After a hard-fought campaign in the North Provinces, where certain rebel armies had at last been driven back, the Inca Winokapic withdrew to the town of Quito in order to rest and to ensure new laws and new commands. At this time, he received a word of a pestilence raging in Cusco, but again he pushed on, moving northward, now against the tribes of Pasto and even beyond. As he continued his march, there were sudden bolts of lightning striking close behind him, and convinced that these were an evil omen, he turned back toward Quito. Again, he set out, marching westward toward the sea. But there, at the hour of midnight, he had a vision in which he saw himself surrounded by millions upon millions of men. No one knows who they were. The Inca believed they were souls of the living, sent to warn him that a great many people would die of the pestilence. But the souls announced that they had come against the Inca himself, but by this he understood that they were enemies and he saw that they were armed and hostile. He marched no more, but returned to Quito. And it was there that he celebrated the December feast called Capec Rainy. Just at the dinner hour, there came to him a messenger dressed in a black cloak. With great reverence, he kissed the Inca and placed in his hands a small chest, its lid sealed. Inca ordered him to open it, but the messenger excused himself, saying that it was the command of the Creator that the Inca himself must be the one to remove the cover. The Inca believed him, and as he opened the chest, out came a scattering swarm of moths and butterflies, and this was the pestilence. 
Within two days, the chief of all the Inca's armies and many of their captains were dead, their faces covered with scabs. When the Inca saw what had happened, he ordered a sepulcher carved out of stone. And when it was finished, he placed himself in it. And there he died. When eight days had passed, the Inca's body, partly rotted, was taken out and mummified and carried home to Cusco in a litter as though it were alive. This Inca left behind him in Quito a son named Atahuapa. Chapter 5 The Oracle of Huamachuco The Inca Atahuapa was inordinately cruel. He murdered left and right. He raised and he burned. Whatever stood in his way, he destroyed. As he marched from Quito to Huamachaco, he committed the worst cruelties ravages, and tyrannical abuses that had ever been known in this land. When he reached Wamachuco, he set two of his chief lords to make sacrifices to the idol that presided there and to question it as to his future success. The lords went and made their sacrifices. But when they consulted the oracle, they were told that Atahuapa would come to an evil end as punishment for his cruelty and bloodshed. Then the lords went and told the Inca what the idol had said, and the Inca was enraged. Summoning his warriors, he started toward the temple where the idol was kept. As he drew near, he armed himself with a golden axe and advanced with the two lords who had made the sacrifice. When he reached the entrance of the temple, out came an aged priest, more than a hundred years old, dressed in long, shaggy robe, tangled with seashells, which reached to his feet. This was the priest of the oracle, and it was he who had spoken the prophecy. So informed, Atawapa raised his axe and with a single blow cut off the old man's head. Then he entered the little temple and the idol too he struck with an axe. He chopped off its head although it was made of stone. Then he ordered the old priest's body to be set on fire and also the idol and its temple. When all had been burned, there was nothing but ashes. And these he followed to fly off with the wind. The end. Wow, that's the end of the Incan Empire. Atahuapa finished it. If you don't know what happened to him. He was burned at the stake. So, I guess, spoilers for how he ended. The Spanish came in and basically took over everything. And that's what happened to him. Same way they 
destroy the Aztecs and the Mayans and the Inca. All went down to the Spanish colonial powers. That's what happened. I hate that Atahualpa had to be such a vicious emperor, if you want to call him an emperor. He was had the title, but I believe at that point in time, he wasn't really, you know, an emperor. <laughs> More like a vassal, if we have to say. I just, I hate how they went down. From looking at the first, just in the folktale aspect of it, we're not going to go history, except for me giving you that little spoiler in the beginning, but we're really not going to go into a big historical discussion. Just looking at the folklore that came out of Latin American folktales by Jean Beerhurst, these are the tales that they tell of their kings. And they had such power in the beginning. But it seems that when the Spanish came in, whatever power and strength and whatever gods were protecting the Inca kings or Incas as they were known, vanished. And the power and strength of the Spanish came in and took over. Atahualpa seemed like he didn't even believe in the powers of their gods anymore. Maybe that's why they failed. I don't know. I'll never know. We will never know. Where their mindset was when they went down. But if it was because of their mindset, then we can understand that if we have a similar mindset, we'll also fall. We won't make it. You understand what I'm saying? You need to have the mindset of Maitakapek. That you can defeat anybody and everybody that is coming to obstruct you. Not in doing wrong, but doing right. Trying to progress in your life and becoming a better person. Don't let anybody stop you. Have the spirit of Maita. Don't be like Atawapa. Please do not be like Atawapa. We've had enough of those type of men in history. We don't need those type of men and women. We don't need to be like that man. Okay? That's it. That's the end of season five. I thank you for coming along this journey with me. I thank you for sharing it with everyone that you know, family and friends. If your children listen to this, I thank you so much for allowing them to hear these stories. A lot of these stories, people just don't know. And I'm glad that you have given me the opportunity to share them with you. And I'll be back for season six. But I have to say that I may go on a little a bit. I may go on a little bit of a hiatus. Not long, hopefully. But I'm back in school. Well, I'm back in training. And 
there's things in my life that are going to be changing in 2023. And it's going to take a little time. A lot of it has to do with some type of schoolwork. So I may push back how long I take a break, but I'm not going to be gone forever. I Hopefully I'll be back within a few months. And if I have to change anything, hopefully it's just how frequently I have to put out these stories. So keep listening. Keep sharing the stories that you've heard with friends. Keep this podcast going. Listen to them over and over again. And until we meet again, ready to set out on another journey. Have a blessed day, year, and life. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being with me on this journey. Until next time. Welcome, my friends, to the gallery. I am your chef, chef, and today we have a wonderful recipe inspired by the story you have just heard. Today, we will be creating Mazamora Morora Pudding. Now, what will you need for this recipe? One pound of dried purple corn. Half a pineapple, including the rind. One quince, optional. Two to three cinnamon sticks, one teaspoon of whole cloves, one apple, one cup dried fruit, prunes, apricots, and or cherries if you desire, one cup of sugar, three tablespoons of cornstarch, and one lime juice. Now, how do we put this together? Easy. Place the dried fruit in a heat-proof bowl and cover with boiling water. Set aside to cool. Add the purple corn to a large pot and cover with 10 cups of water. Chop the pineapple into small bite-sized pieces and reserve. Add the pineapple rind to the pot. Quarter the quince or substitute a green apple and add to the pot along with the cinnamon sticks and the cloves. Bring water to a boil and boil uncovered for about 30 minutes until liquid is deep purple and the quince is very soft. Strain the liquid and return to the pot. Discard the corn, quince, cinnamon sticks, cloves, and pineapple rind. Separate half a cup of liquid into a small bowl. Stir the cornstarch into the separated liquid until completely mixed and set aside. Add the sugar, pineapple pieces, and a pinch of salt to the liquid remaining in the bowl. Peel and dice an apple and add to the mixture along with the rehydrated 
dried food. Bring mixture to a boil and simmer for about 20 minutes, stirring occasionally until apple is soft. Whisk the cornstarch mixture into the simmering mixture and continue to cook, stirring constantly for about 5 minutes more or until the mixture has thickened. Remove from heat, stir in the lime juice, serve chilled or at room temperature. Sprinkle with cinnamon. And that is it my friend, there you have it. Now go make this recipe yours. And until I have another wonderful recipe for you, remember what happened with the last kings of the Inca Empire. And until next time, my friends, as always, enjoy. Thank you for joining us on this voyage. Thanks to Art by Chalet for the logo, episode, and t-shirt designs. You may also get a t-shirt and other items on tpublic.com. You can contact me on all socials at Afro Tales Cast. That's Afro T A L E S Cast. And email me at Afro Tales Podcast at Yahoo.com. You may also become a benefactor by simply sharing with any and everyone, giving a thumbs up, or rating in your podcast app of choice. If you wish to donate, I am on Patreon and coffee.com that's ko-fi.com so until we meet again may your winds be fair and your seas follow <laughs>